from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, welcome to Straight Talk, everyone. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. Uh, We love broadcasting here at Iowa Catholic Radio and bringing you your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world and and issues, talking about issues that give us grief, give us angst, cause us worry. Uh, It is time for Straight Talk. You've got questions. We've got answers. I am in studio today. I have the text line already open. If you have a question or a comment or a suggestion to go along with our topic today, Text me at 515-223-1150. I'm Jean Wells and have been blessed so abundantly by our Lord, um, including being here at Iowa Catholic Radio in the Mercy One studio. So grateful to them for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And on today's show, we're visiting with April Young. April is the Director of Mission and um, the Chaplain at Bishop Drum Retirement Center. We're going to talk about care for the most vulnerable during COVID-19. Now, with 45% of the COVID-19 deaths from just six-tenths of a percent of the nation's population, and all of them from senior living facilities, it is prudent to secure these facilities as safely as possible, which, of course, limits visitors who, who may be asymptomatic with the coronavirus. But what about the other side effects of this process? What about the isolation and loneliness that impacts those residents? My mom was one of those residents who, before she died, often referred to her nursing home as a prison during this pandemic. They were restricted to their rooms. Even friends within the nursing home could not visit each other. Her home, her nursing care facility, was lucky, and they did not experience any outbreak of the coronavirus, but it came at a huge mental cost to the residents. So we're going to visit about the impact of COVID-19 on our most vulnerable population and also identify some options for us, each of us, to reduce that prison effect on our friends and families or even on those we don't know but do want to help take care of. But first, a couple of items coming up. Uh, the diocesan staff at the Catholic Pastoral Center have returned to the diocese offices after four months of working from home and then most recently a two-week furlough. Uh, they will be working on a staggered, a staggered schedule uh, to limit the number of individuals in the office at any given time. Now, it is still closed to the public, um, but if you have an appointment, you just need to call in and let them know you're at the front desk. That number is posted at the front door. Uh, Catholic Charities is still um, doing telecalls for their counseling services. And all of us are always available by phone. You can call, leave a message if we're not available, and we will all get back to you. Um, Coming up in September, the Christ Our Life Conference is scheduled September 26th and 27th. Uh, They have a variety of options. You can be there in person or you can get access to the conference via uh, registering through an online service. That's not just available to the public. It's going to be by reservation. So you can go for tickets online at ChristOurLifeIowa.com. 
Now, this past Sunday during uh, the Angelus, Pope Francis asked young people to reach out to the elderly, especially those in nursing homes, to send a message of encouragement amid the loneliness of the coronavirus pandemic. He said, quote, in the memory of Saints uh, Joachim and Anne, the grandparents of Jesus, I would like to invite young people to make a gesture of tenderness towards the elderly, especially the most lonely ones in homes and, and residences, those who have not seen their loved ones for many months. In recent weeks, we've asked you to contact your members of Congress in support of Catholic schools. And thanks to you, almost 100,000 messages were delivered. That is amazing. Your work has paid off. Um, There is a newly introduced emergency school choice bill called the School Choice Now Act. But we are not near the finish line just yet, and we can't stop now. COVID-19 has contributed to the permanent closure of 138 Catholic schools across 23 states. None in our diocese, thank God. Please visit uh, the website for the Catholic bishops, that is at usccb.org, and click on Issues and Actions to take action now to let our elected officials know of your interest in supporting this bill. When we come back from break, we'll be visiting with April Young, uh, Director of Mission and Chaplain at Bishop Drum Retirement Center, about the care for the most vulnerable during COVID-19. It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to blessmaninternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. 
Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you to Skeppington's Formal Wear for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The annual Mary's Meal Benefit Concert at Jasper Winery, hosted by Willie Farrell and music from Final Mix. Food provided by the Knights of Columbus. For more information, visit Mary's Meals Concert Facebook page. Groups are invited to sit together but asked to keep six feet apart. The annual Mary's Meal Concert at Jasper Winery, 2400 George Flag Parkway, Thursday, August 20th, 6 p.m. Learn more about Mary's Meals at marysmealsusa.org. Back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and I do encourage you to text me at 515-223-1150. I love hearing from our listeners during the show. When you have comments or uh, criticisms, I do accept criticisms once in a while. Just saying. Um, Or suggestions, especially in our topic today. We're talking with April Young. She is the Director of Mission and Chaplain at uh, Bishop Drum Retirement Center. And we're talking about the care for the most vulnerable during the coronavirus. Now, we're not talking about their physical ailments. We're talking about their spiritual and emotional health when they are so challenged during this time. The depression and anxiety uh, is is um, so devastating for folks. And, and April, I'm so grateful for you to join me today. You know, my mom passed away recently, and it was it really became evident her last couple weeks, um, last month or so in the nursing care, how challenging it was, emotionally challenging. And, and I thought, who can I reach out to? And I'm like, my friend April. So thank you for joining me today. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, Yeah, that's one thing I have told people who have um, lost somebody over the last couple months from anything. I said, you know, grieving is grieving is difficult under normal times. In in a pandemic, it's basically impossible. So um, yes, I've been holding you and your mom in my prayers. And um, yes. So, of course, what do I do? I like, oh, let's have a show about this so that we can do it. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is that, you know, there are things that doing the research for today's show, I'm like, oh, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. Oh, that that would have been good. So um, before we get into all of that, folks, I want you to first get acquainted with April. Um, You know, so you know her title. She's Director of Mission and Chaplain at Bishop Drum Retirement Center. But I like to know the journey that folks take to get to this place in their life. Because we first worked together at the diocese, and then you went on World Youth Day with my daughter, and so got to know you differently that way. Mm -hmm. But you then went on this journey. Um, Tell our folks about this journey and how how you got to be the, the chaplain here at Bishop Trump. That <laughs> that is quite the journey. I don't know how much it's an time only we have. an hour show, April. <laughs> um, you know, I if, I will say if anything, it started with a, a good spiritual director, and I started spiritual direction, and um, through that, I really discovered it was um, it it was easy for me to be with people who were going through a hard time, hmm. uh, friends and family, and just continuing to listen to that. Um, I initially got a, a volunteer gig at Mercy Hospice, helping in the evenings, and then 
um, I decided I wanted to go into chaplaincy. And so uh, I went back to school. I got a master's uh, from Fordham University in pastoral care. Uh, so transforming. Um, so much I learned, not just academically, but spiritually and uh, personally. Um, after, yes, I, I was at the diocese. I think it was close to 12 years ago that I started there. Well, and, at Fordham University, they're just across the street, right? Oh, they're just, they're just well, it was, it was a web-based program. Yes, they are based <laughs> in the Bronx, but it was a web-based program. Um, I did have one class on campus for a week. So I got to go out to New York and experience um, all of the wonderful East Coast life that we just... We hear about. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that journey that it took you, I mean, it still kept you in the realm of of the Catholic um, experience. You know, you'd been working Mm -hmm. at the diocese, so that kind of brought you a little closer to being able to live your faith in a day-to-day work environment. Um, But but that wasn't where your journey was going to end up, at least. Hey, who knows where it may end up? (laughs) You're still a young woman, so... (laughs) Yeah, so after I finished my master's, I, I ended up in pastoral care um, at St. Teresa's, and I was there for, uh, I think, about three years, mm-hmm. uh, visiting people in their homes, uh, in the hospital, certainly hospice, nursing homes. I actually um, came out to Bishop Drone to visit our parishioners long before I ever worked here, and um, a friend of mine had sent me the job posting for the position here at Bishop Drum, and I was like, huh, well, we'll, you know, we'll see. I, you know, you read a, a job description, and it doesn't, sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it's not. And um, I just celebrated my three-year anniversary mm-hmm. out here. Um, I absolutely love it because I have these two great roles of chaplain as a lay minister. Um, I do spiritual assessments, and everybody who comes here to the skilled nursing building, we also have Martina Place Assisted Living, and we also have Macaulay Terrace Independent Living. So uh, we have close to 300 residents on our campus. Um, getting to know them and their stories and finding out what's meaningful for them and how I can help connect them to God. And then I have this mission piece um, where I help us remember why we're here, mm-hmm. uh, our mission, our heritage, our values, um, what it means to be a Catholic facility in the year 2020, and uh, how that can shape how we care for people and, and treating people um, like we would treat Christ. You know, I think that the moral of the story is that to keep our hearts open to what God oh, may yeah. be calling us to do, because, you know, it's like you think, okay, I'm a grown woman, I have my job. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I'm good to go. I'm paying the bills and, you know, yep. but um, God called you to something else. So we're blessed. We are, we're we are blessed as a Catholic community that you are out at Bishop Drum, both in your role as mission and as chaplain. So I, let, let's you. talk about this coronavirus and, and <sighs> let's talk specifically about, um, you know, some of the precautions the care facilities are taking, because I think if you don't have someone in a care facility, you may not realize how much they are in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and every facility is going to be different mm-hmm. based on their policy and uh, whether or not they have active cases. Um, currently, we, I, I have worn a mask every day, all day long since the middle of March, as yes. long as I'm in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get my temperature taken when I come to work. Um, and check for, screen for any uh, symptoms, cough, sore throat, dry, um, shortness of breath, fever, mm-hmm. all of those things that we kind of learn to be hallmark symptoms. Um, we, uh, let me look at my notes here. Um, but you're not letting any visitors in yet. 
Correct. Well, the only visitors we're really having is um, really end-of-life care um, mm-hmm. families if somebody is actively dying, uh, but really no visitors. We haven't had any group activities for months, um, and that includes that includes Mass. So just like the rest of the Catholic um, community, we haven't, and now the churches here are having Mass, that so we have not started that again. Uh, we frequently wash our hands, we disinfect, in, disinfect services, multiple times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, offer pro- um, additional PPE for um, employees who are having more close contact. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's like second nature to me because it's just kind of become like muscle memory. So, um, but yeah, no visitors. Um, we have a lot of people who come for window visits um, because our skilled nursing building is one floor and that's easy as long as we keep the, the windows closed because we've learned um, it's that movement of breath that can uh, transmit um, the virus maybe more than surfaces or anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you really don't even want the virus coming into the into the space, even though no. the person they may be six feet or ten feet apart. Sure. When you talk yeah. about windows and walls and beds yeah. and all of that other stuff, but still, you don't even yeah. want the the virus to come through the the screen and to be in the building. Yeah, it's just so contagious mm-hmm. and so sneaky because it has that 14-day um, incubation period. So uh, you might get it and not know you have it mm-hmm. for another week or two, and then you've been to the grocery store and you've been to your cousin's house. And, right. Um, yeah. Can't even, yeah. I was thinking, of, it's like, okay, if I was sick today, would I be able to recap Right. Off the top of my head, all of the places that I went, and I'm it's like I'm not going anywhere. Oh well, you got gas. Oh yeah, and you, you know, you swing, you you swung by the office to pick up this document, and oh, and then you went to mass. Now that mass is, you know, it's like oh, wait mm-hmm. a minute, I guess I did go places. Now, yeah. now at mom's facility, they were having a phased in approach to gradually reopening their facilities and. You know, they had to have so many days of 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 no cases, which they were blessed. They never had any any um, incidences at their facility. Yeah. Um, are is that happening statewide or at Bishop yes. Drum? It is, um, and a lot of the kind of check marks we have to check off um, are good to go, and we continue to move through that process. But primarily, the big thing that's keeping us from getting visitors is uh, there has to be a fourteen day uh, steady or decline in cases in the community. So for 14 days, we have to see those number of cases in the community continue to decline. Because Which the more hasn't been happening the, now. No, yeah. So it was, and because the more cases are in the community, the more, and, you know, if there's higher in the community, there's a greater chance of somebody bringing it in. And um, so it's for sure a phased in. And even we're just starting to do some smaller group activities, um, had some of the uh, residents just for some, uh, prayer time yesterday. Um, so very under 10 people and six feet apart, just like everybody else. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's, a, it's, it's for sure a phase in. So phase two would, I think maybe be more as long, it would be more visited visitors, I think primarily just family. Um, and that would be after we have the, that decrease of cases for 14 days. Well, and that's good. At, at mom's facility, their chaplain was not in residency. So they had not that you reside there, but that um, they had their own little um, church. It was, even though it was a Catholic nursing home, they had a non-Catholic chaplain and a Catholic chaplain. And so Mm -hmm. neither of them worked full time in the building. So they could Mm -hmm. only visit through the window. 
but you're yes. able to see the the patients in their rooms. Yes, and and in fact, we we I don't live on campus, but we do have a priest chaplain, Father Bede, um, mm-hmm. who does live here on campus, and um, uh, just like Father Tom DiCarlo, uh, many people know him. He was here for many years. He lived here on campus. Father Bede lives here on campus, so he's available for those middle of the night calls about um, you know last rites or or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we are both full time, and we both go through the same screening. We both wear our our masks, and we uh, wash our hands and use our hand sanitizer. Um, and so we're able to go into rooms and and um, share and and just meet people. I have one lady who loves Elvis singing gospel songs, <laughs> loves the Elvis gospel songs. So I bring my little Bluetooth speaker, and we listen to Elvis singing gospel songs. And oh, that's a great. That's a yeah. That's a great grace that um that we're able to do music is a a universal language isn't it oh for sure because when you sing you pray twice Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've heard that oh yes yeah (laughs) yeah now i had heard that bishop drum had um some cases of coronavirus was that just a rumor or was that true we did have Mm -hmm. um we did have covid but we have been covid free for over 60 days oh we are I know we had so many people in the community praying for us. We had so much and continue to have so much uh, support from local churches. Um, and by God's grace and through the prayers, we are COVID-free. And mm-hmm. we want to keep it that way. <laughs> now, were those residents that had been um, infected or were those staff folks that, that had them and then they couldn't come in for work? Or, or what was the, the scoop? Um, I don't think I can tell you that. Oh, that's true. Sorry. That's yeah. okay. Because yeah. um, uh, inquiring to, minds want to know. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's the that's the that's the hot topic question. But just to pre- to preserve the privacy of the residents and any yes. employees. Um, yeah. Yeah, I should have known better. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you restricted? Are are the employees and medical staff restricted in their activities when they're not at work in order to reduce the risk of contracting the virus itself? Um, I know that I do pretty much nothing outside of work, and Mm -hmm. I know most of the people I work with do nothing. We provide um, masks for employees to have while they're away from campus. Um, We still screen employees actually when they come to work and then when they leave for work. Um, So I get my temperature taken twice a day. Um, Yeah, I know know, at mom's care facility, they they had clothes at the facility that they had to change into. Mm-hmm. So they, they came into a kind of quarantined area. They took mm-hmm. off their street clothes. They put on their their scrubs that had were, were cleaned and whatever at the care facility. And then mm-hmm. again, when they left at the end of the day, they changed back out and into their street clothes and left. So, um, yeah, that, such that great precautions. Be, that is great precaution. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only thing I've ever done is I um, have... Uh, gone home and immediately changed out of my clothes and put them straight in the wash. Um, but we haven't, um, well, we haven't had that practice. We, we provide uh, gowns and masks and mm-hmm. face shields and gloves. And um, for those who might um, be having that closer contact with mm-hmm. a resident, but. Yeah, it is, it is such, um, before we, when we come back in this break, we're going to um, talk about that emotional and um, side of it. But, you know, I I think when mom was first, when this first hit and they were restricted to their rooms. Mm -hmm. So the only time she ever left her room was for on bath day. Yeah. Which was on Friday. So it's the only time she ever walked the, well, she didn't walk the halls, but um, you know, it's like 
so the isolation wasn't just no one could come in. There was no movement within the facility. And her her um, uh, evaluation of that, she thought then that no one was coming to see her. Even the nurses oh, weren't coming to yeah. see her. And they were probably seeing her just as much as they always did. But mm-hmm. because, you know, friends were not stopping in from other rooms and she didn't see the traffic going back and forth. Yeah. You know, that isolation, it played on our minds and we're just restricted from work. Yeah. So how did that play, you know, broadly on just the, the demeanor and on the staff? Let's talk a minute about the staff. How yeah. how hard that was for you and for all of the staff in our care facilities. Yeah, um, it's certainly, you know, we love our residents and we spend more time with them than we do with our own families. And they mm-hmm. spend more time with us than they do with their own families. And um, it does, it takes a toll on them. Um, as a chaplain, you know, that's my responsibility to um, get that good self-care and mm-hmm. take care of myself when I'm not here. So luckily I had, um, my counselor was available, my spiritual director was available by phone, um, you know, I have a couple of spiritual, um, minister support groups that meet mm-hmm. by zoom because everything's on zoom. Everything's now. on zoom. That's right. Everything's on zoom. But, um, and I, but I also know that as a team, we just work phenomenally together. And mm-hmm. so even though my, myself and father beat are the, um, by, you know, job description, the chaplain's you know, activities is available to be there and be a listening ear and find out what they would like to do and engage with. And nursing is, is offering that compassionate care and social work is, is in there to offer that as well. We also have uh, physical therapy here in the building. And so they've been able to get into residents and get them moving. And even if it's a, a psychosocial concern, getting up and getting moving and doing that and having those good endorphins released into our bodies can just do wonders. And so I think when it started, um, nobody really, it was, it was kind of a shock to, and like, I would think in your mother's facility, like all of a sudden you're in your room, but, um, we continue to learn and grow it and find the way that we can meet our residents where they are and and meet their needs. And we also have, um, a counselor available by telehealth if needed. There's an additional need there. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I certainly get those calls all the time. If somebody is having a hard day, then, um, I can listen to them as well. Hey, April, one last question. How many residents out at Bishop Drum have no one to visit them? Oh, I don't know. Half? Is it? Oh, no. It's much, much less. Um, Okay, good. I would say it's just a very small fraction, um, five or 10% maybe. Um, And and really, that might only be because their loved one is out of town or out of state. Yeah. most of the most of our residents have family who is very involved and around and um yeah that's a blessing hey well, we're, we're going to talk about how to engage and help help folks uh that are in our care facility during this this time of isolation we kept thinking that it was going to be short lived and now it seems like it may last a little bit longer but when we come back yeah. we're going to talk about all sorts of of activities that we can do to help folks in that are either restricted to their home or in a care facility. You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. 
Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll be in the upper 80s for the afternoon, a little breezy and sunny, partly cloudy overnight with mid to upper 60s. We may get an afternoon shower tomorrow, otherwise fair with our high in the mid 80s. The weather is being brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy, outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines metro and southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and today we're talking about 
How do we care for the most vulnerable uh, during this coronavirus? Those are, that are in their nursing care facilities, assisted living, those are in their homes that cannot get out. Um, this is a challenge for us, and it's a, certainly a mental challenge for them. My guest today is April Young. She is the Director of Mission and Chaplain at Bishop Drum Retirement Center. April, I'm so grateful that you could join us. This is a real blessing for us. Oh, I'm so glad you invited me. So this this depression, anxiety, and, and you know, the other mental anguish is, is compounded with this isolation. Yeah. You know, how how are some of the ways that you help folks get through these difficult times? Some real practical things that you can do. Yes. Um, you know, and that I think even us who are, you know, I'm 30-something, I'll just add something, but, you know, <laughs> Um, I've been 30-something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but for just about everybody, there is certainly an increased um, anxiety, stress, grief, um, uh, this un- great unknown. We don't know how long this is going to last. And so all of us have this, I think, this need, and um, and that can have a big effect on our bodies, on our minds, on our spirits. And um, connection is so important, and it's a thing that is probably the hardest Um we are now able here to do um, to do Zoom, FaceTime, um, Skype calls with families. Um, setting that up with our activities department is uh, great. I actually we had the most moving experience um, where we had a resident on the on the inside the building and her family was outside, and there was a uh, they were in our activities room, but full glass, and you know they could put their palms up to the windows together mm. and and connect that way. Um, and that is such a blessing. I've had, you know, families drop off um, a cup of coffee and a donut and family sits outside and residents sits inside and they enjoy it together. Good coffee and donuts. That's a, that's a donuts. fun idea. Yeah. Um, uh, even like those those $5 bouquets of flowers that you see at the grocery store, mm-hmm. dropping those by, who doesn't love getting flowers? And it's something mm-hmm. that's um, you know, if, the, if they have a diet where they can't have sugary sweets or, or something else, then everybody can enjoy flowers. Um, handwritten notes, as long uh, making sure that those um, are big and clearly written. <laughs> but even for strangers, you know, I think if I gave a, a, a any random resident a card and said, somebody drop this off for you, and um, they would just be delighted. Or, or if your kids are at home and they're uh, wanted to color pictures or um, anything like that, bringing that in and offering that to them. They love it. You know, um, let's, let's talk about some of those things. Because this morning yeah. when I was previewing the show with John Leonetti, he talked about how, oh, about once a month they would go to mass out at Bishop yeah. Drum. And then they would help push somebody back to their room and, mm-hmm. and you know, how they loved seeing the little kids. And, and you know, they didn't have any resident in particular to come. Yeah. But, you know, could they, um, oh, when we were kids, remember, we'd be pen pals. Could could a family like that set up an arrangement? It's like, well, we want to be a pen pal to somebody. You know, give us a name. I mean, would you, can you do that? Can you give them a name and say, okay, we're going to always send it to Vi Gill, who is my mom, you know, and and they would once a month draw a little picture for her or something. Yeah, I think, um, maybe at like with the residents that are assisted living in our, and certainly our independent living building, um, they um, are just able to write and go back and forth a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But even just an anonymous letter saying, my name is April and today I took my dog for a walk and I'm hoping that tomorrow we get to go for ice cream and 
I hope you're having a good day. Um, my all-time favorite card I ever had um, a student fill out is when I was at St. Teresa's. And some of the school children had made up cards for me to take people who I was visiting. And the front of the card said, Dear Shut-Ins. And <laughs> Dear Shut-Ins. Okay. <laughs> Dear Shut-Ins. But the inside of the card said, said, Don't let your disabilities get you down. Your disabilities are nothing compared to you. And it so warmed my heart. And I could not give that to somebody, but I kept it forever because I know that the heart was there. So, yes. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. So if, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so beautiful. I still have it on my bulletin board still Well, to and you know, day. my mom loved getting photos of yes. grandkids. So Ooh, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, so you're dropping off an anonymous card or maybe you have you have six pictures left over from school last year. You're, you know, if you bought the school picture right. packet and we all have too many pictures mm-hmm. to, you know, photos of your school year. So, you know, if you have six of them, draw up, have the kids draw six cards, put your photo in there. And then yeah. mom or dad can write a little note that says, hi, my name is Jean. I'm in kindergarten at, you know, XYZ school, St. Teresa school or whatever school it is. I like baseball, you know. Yeah. Hope you do too. And you draw a picture of pl- someone playing baseball. Yes. Yeah. Pictures are pictures are great because um, the photographs, because they're an actual person there, you know, and, and there's a connection there. That's a great idea. Now, speaking of cards, one of the things that I read when, um, when mom was in this, in the COVID situation is that in her generation, receiving mail was more yeah. important than receiving a call because if she's hearkening back to the days of her youth, they didn't get phone calls. You know, the telephone, True. they didn't have a phone when she was yeah. young. They didn't get a phone mm-hmm. until she was in, you know, sometime in school. And mm-hmm. then you only used it if it was an emergency. You didn't just randomly call people. So for her to get mail, so I went to the dollar store and, and got a dozen cards and would put yeah. a card in the mail to her every, you know, every week with, you know, some little note about the grandkids. And mm-hmm. she would show that to everybody. Oh, look at yeah. the beautiful card. And, you know, it's like it's a Dollar Tree card, you know. Right. But, you know, how important is that to your residents when they get oh. mail? So important. It's like the highlight of, I mean, really at all three levels, it's the highlight of the day is to get mail. Um, you know, and I remember when I was a kid because we had phones, I mean, I now it sounds really old, but I would write letters back to my friends who lived in other towns over the summer mm-hmm. because, you know, lock distance was expensive and I was certainly not going to call them. Um, but, and then a card is something that lasts, even if they, um, even if you call them and have a good conversation, if you write a letter or write a, send a nice card, um, then they can keep it and they can look back at it. And it's a, just a, another reminder. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, I, it means a lot. The, the cards, to get them in the mail is like winning the lottery. It's almost <laughs> as good as bingo. Almost as good as bingo. Well, yeah, almost as good as bingo. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I found a slew of cards in mom's things um, that she kept forever. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, it is so sweet. Now, and you mentioned coffee and donuts. Um, can you have, like, you know, if, you're, if your mom is out, or dad is out of town at a care facility, can you have food delivered? Like, if their favorite meal is a McDonald's cheeseburger and fries, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whoever might deliver these days, um, can you have food delivered to the nursing home on a special occasion? 
Yeah, we sure can. We have it. In fact, I had Panera deliver my lunch yesterday. Um, so many of the delivery places are offering that contactless delivery, and so they can leave it outside and um, give us a call. And it would be facility specific, so make sure you mm-hmm. call your facility and make sure that it's okay with them. But call and say, I'm going to have um, a cheeseburger delivered for my mom for supper tonight, and um, it should be there about such and such time. Or a coconut yeah. cream pie from uh, Perkins or, yeah, yeah, one of those folks. Yeah. Okay, I'm you getting know, hungry. Is there a pie I delivered, know. Jimmy? No pie coming to the radio station. Oh, no. No but, pie today. Yeah. Hey, what about sending care packages? What would make yeah. a good care package for, for someone at the nursing facility? Um, you, you know, I, I always, you know, Jean, and I always like to put in some treats. But um, so having like a treat, but also being mindful if they're diabetic or if mm-hmm. they can't have something. But, you know, they love the puzzle books, the word find, um, you know, any kind of those coloring books. Coloring Adult books. Adult coloring yeah. books have, have just, I mean, I, I can count, my, my office happens to be down the hall of some resident rooms. And I can look at five rooms right now and tell you people who just love to color. Um, so coloring books. um, notes, um, a little flower, or um, if it's a woman, maybe something like a fun little hair clip to put in their hair. Who doesn't like a brand new box of crayons? I love a brand new box of crayons. I still love crayons. (laughs) I know when they're fresh and they're they're chiseled at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, CDs of music, if they like music and they have a CD player. Um, But also, this will be my plug to remember the staff, you know, Um, sending a care package or sending... um, store-bought, individually wrapped snacks are still appreciated, and, and they're just kind of a nice little treat for, for staff to have um, to give them a little a little extra support during the day. Well, you know, I used to um, send mom, like those individual snacks, that she could then share with her nurses yes. as they came in because she uh-huh. loved to give gifts, but yes. she couldn't go shopping. And so we would give her things that she could then give to, you know, other residents or, you know, the nursing staff as they came in, you know, she loved yeah. Butterfingers. So, you know, we'd give her those oh. little baby Butterfingers and, you know, so that was yeah. always fun. Hey, we need to take our last break of the show. And when we come okay. back, um, we're going to talk about how we pray together and, you know, especially during this time and how how music does uplift and what are some of the ways that we can do that. You're listening yeah. to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Programming support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time... Let us do good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company. 
providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Cents Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Cents Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee Eddy in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. The coronavirus has impacted lives in Iowa and around the world. This is especially true in rural South Africa, where COVID-19 restrictions have led to vulnerable children being hospitalized due to starvation. To combat this hunger, Blessman International now offers a program called One Child at a Time. You can sponsor a child in South Africa for $1 a day. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. blessmaninternational.org. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and my guest today is April Young. April is the Director of Mission and the Chaplain at Bishop Drum Retirement Center. And we're talking about the care of those that are most vulnerable during uh, COVID-19, those particularly in care facilities. And what are some of the things that we can do to help folks, um, to help them um, through this time when we can't physically be there? And um, I have to tell you, now, those that know me well know that I love to sing. And my mom um, loved, she and my dad loved to dance, especially, you know, that World War II era before all of us kids were born. And so when we would be on um, Zoom, I would sing to her, you know, Sentimental Journey or In the Mood or, you know, some of those. I didn't know the whole song, but, you know, and you could just see her smile, even though her eyes were closed. She was, you know, she was nearing the end of life, but it was like, it just brought back those sweet memories of her in her 20s with dad and they'd go dancing and, and I'm like, how simple that was, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, to help bring joy to their life at that time. Music's important. So important. Yeah. So important. It, it, it connects us, you know, they, experts would tell you it's, it's connected in a different part of your brain than, um, than the rest of your memory. So, you know, residents who might not know who their daughter anymore is might be able to sing to you every single verse of Amazing Grace because it's just so ingrained mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about this quartet that um, set up outside of the care facility that, and, and went to each side yeah. of the care facility and they play it was an instrumental quartet and they played on that side and the residents could kind of hear them through the windows and it was that live music component 
and they yeah. went to each side of the facility. But I thought, you know, we, we our high school students are looking for service hours. They could go to each window and sing Amazing Grace a hundred times. They you absolutely know? could. And, or bring their guitar. Yeah. Yes. And how delightful that would be for the residents to hear that live music component, you know. Yeah. They we do love that. Amazing Grace and how great they, thou art and you yes. know, some of those beautiful old traditional hymns. Yes. And um in the garden. They love in the garden. Oh, That's uh yeah. Um but uh, we've had some of our um regular musicians who would come and, you know, um, perform for the residents who've come and gone around the building as well. Um, and actually, we were able once a couple times to get our residents on a conference call line. And then our musician also got on the call, and he played piano for them, which, um, you know, anybody can play on a CD player. But mm-hmm. to have that live, to have that human interaction just was so meaningful. We mm-hmm. are just, we are getting so creative. Um, today, actually, about right now, the Animal Rescue League right now is doing a pet parade around our building. So the oh, residents fun. can look outside their windows and see the animals. Um, we've had the art center send um, they send copies of their artwork or pictures of their artwork pieces, and the the, the artwork of the residents. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking we're doing a lot of good dementia prevention here by learning all these new ways to do things right now as adults. Um, we're just we're getting so creative and it's so fun because you know yes watching. Uh pet parade on the TV is almost one dimensional, mm-hmm. but to, to have, I mean, even a family that has a dog, if you're going to take him for a walk, take him for a, a walk around the care facilities and have yeah. them, you know, let the care facility know, but you know, yeah. they, they can then jump up and, you know, the residents can see them and they'll oh. bark and whatever. Yes. Yeah. They would love it. Yeah. They would, especially even smaller dogs, bigger dogs. I mean, they, uh, dogs and kids. If you had your kids going around and singing songs or whatever, that mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Jesus loves me. They know that one. Yeah. They do. And you know, he does. Yeah. Now, one of the things um, that I did with mom, and, and I don't know how um, she would lose attention because she used to pray the rosary every single day. I mean, she yeah. prayed a lot of prayer cards. And, and actually, I have to tell you this quick story, April. Um, mom had packets of prayer cards that she prayed in the morning and at noon at night. And you may have seen this on my Facebook page. I posted it. Um, But, you know, I knew she prayed them. And I told her that was the one thing I wanted of hers. Well, when I went through them, they were worn out. The side where her hand would hold them, the paper had disintegrated. And you could just see where her thumbprint would have been, but the paper was gone. And I thought, oh, you know, when you're mailing a card, mail a prayer card. Oh, for sure. You know, that they can, they can, with a beautiful picture on it. But I would pray the rosary with mom and we would be on the Zoom call. But, you know, after about one decade, you know, that would put her to sleep, you know, Mm -hmm. which was a blessing too, because she needed her sleep. But, you know, I think... We can pray the rosary with her, with our our family and friends, with folks, again, Mm -hmm. outside their window in person. You know, if you don't have anything to talk about because maybe they're not able to communicate, they can still hear. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they aren't able to um, communicate sometimes just with that muscle memory that and that heart memory, that that Hail Mary just comes right back to the front, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, 
that's a beautiful idea. Over the phone, that's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even, you know, if you wrote it in your card, I prayed a rosary for you today, and um, or, I, or I offered a chaplet. What's funny, having a room down, what's, have a, down the hall of some resident rooms is um, I know what time the rosary is on on EWTN. Mm-hmm. And I know what time the Divine Mercy Chaplet is on, and right after that is Jeopardy, because EWTN has been such a, a godsend for them that they can just turn it on and, and leave it on all day, and they can have that spiritual needs fed and pray along with As long as, as they don't miss a Wheel of Fortune in Jeopardy. Right. Well, <laughs> Jeopardy has to happen at 3, so it's a good yeah. thing that <laughs> that the Rosary and the Chaplet are at 2 and 2.30, because then Jeopardy is on at 3. <laughs> <laughs> we have to uh, set our priorities, I mean, after all. Right. Uh, well, first we pray, then we learn. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I bet they know some of the answers to those Jeopardy questions that none of the rest of us do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's, uh, what is so interesting about all of this is that, you know, I think our oldest resident on campus is 105. Mm. And this is something that, you know, whether you are three years old or you're 100 years old, we're going through it together. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike a war or something in the past or the Great Depression that they may have, have experienced, this is something that we're all doing together. Um, I just think that that's a, that's a beautiful slice in history that, you know, two people who are very different in ages and different in backgrounds are, are, are together and we're praying together and living together and, and loving each other. So April, I have a question. If, if someone that's listening today wants to um, start on a, on a semi-regular basis, whatever it is, sending cards to folks that they wouldn't know their names, um, mm-hmm. do they send them to your attention at Bishop Drum or who do they send them to? How do they go you about know, they- doing that? They could send it to our activities director, and even if you just put a bunch of them in an envelope and said activities and a note said, um, you know, distribute this to residents. But what's cool is on our website, even if you um, want a zero cost, you can go online and you can um, type in a name if you have one or or anybody if you don't, and um, type a note that says, thinking of you today, said a prayer, and hit submit, and we print it out and we give it to the resident. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a an even shorter hand, um, but you could send it to the um, activities director if you wanted to send some, and um, and we would get them to to the people who who need the biggest uh, kick up in their spirit. Wow! And you have three hundred residents, right, between all of your facilities? Close to three hundred. Yeah, we have wow. between the skilled nursing building, which is what we traditionally call as Bishop Drum, mm-hmm. uh, our assisted living building is uh, Martina Place, and then our independent living building is Macaulay Terrace. What a blessing. April, thank you so much for joining me today and and sharing some of these tips and ideas on how we can help engage our our friends and families and even those that we don't know during this time of coronavirus. If we think we're isolated in our homes and uh, working from home, just think of those that are in a care facility that cannot get out. Uh, Thank you uh, so, so much, April, for joining me today. God bless you. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. God bless you. You're welcome. And thanks to Jimmy Olson, my producer. I'm Jean Wells. And today, asking Saints Anne and Joachim, patron saints of all grandparents, to help us to care for those most vulnerable so they always feel the love of God intended for each and every one of us. Saints Anne and Joachim, pray for us. Thank you all for joining me today on Straight Talk. We are on the air because of your prayers and generosity always. Thank you. 
please consider a tax-deductible gift online to Iowa Catholic Radio. Go to iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. and always available on podcasts through our free Iowa Catholic Radio app or online at iowacatholicradio.com. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.